on this episode of the AU Podcast. There are two towers. The faction battle reignites. We have a secret. Oh, sorry, that was redacted. We have Captain Sybil's STO update. And Abavan is here to talk to us about Final Fantasy and probably other stuff. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Alrighty, welcome to episode 273 of the podcast celebrating the Ilea Ayakta S gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. Greetings, gamers. This is Mew Cow. To my left is Tetsemi. So many invasions. And to my right is Makala. Hey, I.e., there are scones and lemon cake and angel food cake in the Guild Kitchen. Yeah. And this week, we are joined by special guest Abovan, who is here to talk to us and give us updates on AIE and Final Fantasy XIV. Welcome. Hey there. So, I got this beautiful egg that I can ride this thing around and uh, hold on. Uh, oh, there's a giant chocobo. <laughs> we'll Sounds like a that. scene from Aliens. Yeah, you are not Just far about. off on that. Just about. You are not far off. Oh my, that's a visual I didn't need. Alrighty, so let's start with uh, how everyone's been doing in real life and otherwise, starting with Tetsemi. So patch 7.2 dropped for WoW this week, and I have been, uh, let's call it shenanigans on Broken Isles. Shenanigans. Um, yeah, I got the... Um, I got the Defender of the Broken Isles, even though we don't need that achievement for flying, by doing the four different invasions in the four zones. Which, I'm surprised they didn't invade Suramar, but maybe that's because they're already there in the the city, so that doesn't count as an invasion point. But I've uh, been doing that. I got a 895 ring out of one of the rewards, and I got a 900 blood... Um, artifact out of one of the world bosses that came up with the second tower. So um, that's it. Working my tail off, but trying to stay at least current with one character in WoW and keep up with what's going on. Um, Rep-wise, I'm just about 1,500 into Honored, so I think you have to get 12,000 to get to Revered, which is the last piece I need for flying, so Time to go grind out some world quests in the Broken Shore once they're up. Um, I, I generally do like the four or five that are there and then just log out and go actually do real work and other stuff and then log back in when they're back up. So that's been my week. But what about you, McCullough? Not gaming enough. And not gaming enough, I mean, not even playing D&D enough. Yeah, because so our... Our D&D game got canceled Thursday night just due to schedules and all of this. Um, and the week before was shorter than it needed to be. Um, so, yeah, looking for a game. LFG. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, so our, our current um, Thursday night gaming crew is all AIE members. Um, we added a new member. Um, 
believe in the guild. Her name is Andada. She also goes as Azra. She's also a friend of mine from work. And we had a healer leave, like literally like, hey, guys, I'm not playing anymore. I'm like, and we're like trying to figure out what we're going to do. And I'm like, I message her at work. I'm like, so how do your Thursday nights look? <laughs> because I can actually get a game. I So I can get a player for a game in 2.3 seconds flat. I just can't get a game for myself. Um, very frustrating. Um, so besides that, uh, Comic-Con's gearing up. I'm gearing up for Comic-Con. Um, so um, Nevermore... Leontine and I are vendors at Phoenix Comic-Con. So that tends to mean about the two to three months before Comic-Con, there's a lot of crafting, real-life crafting, and I'm working on my jewel crafting. Um, it's kind of gnomish slash goblinish because it's steampunk, of course. So the week before last, I did seven pairs of earrings. This last week, I did seven necklaces. This week is seven more necklaces at least. So that's kind of where my focus has been is gaming, wishing I was rolling dice and or playing with pixels and working on Comic-Con. Sounds like so, you got plenty to do. Uh, just a little. Hey, Tip, what have you been up to in and out of the game? How about we ask about you? you? <laughs> who, who gave me gin before this podcast? It wasn't me. <laughs> and why is sharing? Because you're not here. <laughs> Well, as, as far as me, um, I've pretty much been swallowed into Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, as the uh, we have the uh, flashing uh, Pathfinder sign back here, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's essentially absorbed every extra time that I'm not uh, raiding. Which we we did actually accomplish something pretty big this week. We did get Ooh. a we did get a boss down this week um, as part of the the uh, the Furt raid group. Um, so there was definitely big news there, and we actually managed to remember to take a yeah, we remember to take a picture, which isn't you know that, that's like an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, uh, I gotta post that still. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah, working. Oh, um, I did uh, on my uh, warrior. Uh, we did finally take down heroic Helia. Um, that was definitely hell. Yeah. Um, Congrats. Yeah, that uh, we got. It was interesting. I didn't realize this, but when you take down the heroic like end boss of a raid tier, you get a special transmog set. It's just the whole set, like you just pop whole set. Oh, neat! So um, it's kind of like the PvP season season sets where you just buy the one token and it gives you the whole appearance. Yes, exactly. So, so that's apparently the reward for getting down the heroic version of of uh, anything, and at least in this expansion. So that's pretty great. Cool. Um, you know, and you know the that that group is still working on heroic nighthold. We, we figured, you know, we've we've got some really good gear, and we we didn't have enough to really continue progression on nighthold. So we just kind of decided to, to finish out Helia and just get that out of the way. So you know, that was it was hard, but we finally did accomplish it, and we'll never go back there again. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, as as I said earlier, Andromeda, 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 just lots of that. I'm enjoying the story. Uh, the glitches don't bug me apparently anywhere near as much as all the the noisy internet whiners um, are. Uh, they fixed a couple of the you know the the major ones like the the dead eyes. They fixed the eyes, so that apparently has helped, you know helped a lot. Right. Um, I didn't see. I have uh, we found out that by having the subtitles on, apparently I'm, I wasn't paying attention to the eyeballs as much because I was kind of, you know, reading, even though I don't need to read, but, you know, I was reading anyway. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I did notice it after they fixed it. I was like, wow, that's a big difference. Like they they don't look like they're just doll eyes. So yeah, no the yeah the screenshots in the video of the before and after is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So but um so because of that, I haven't been able to touch much else um other than a little bit of time in Final Fantasy. But uh, we'll talk about that later. So that leaves us with Abo. Um, what have you been up to? Well, uh, work's been keeping me busy, but I have been uh, logging in each evening into Final Fantasy and trying to, and playing with that. Uh, we have um, the Final Fantasy Friday nights, the uh, F4Ns, Final Fantasy um, Friday fun nights, which we uh, all get on and we do stuff. And the stuff could be, you know, leveling stuff or whatever the case may be. That's been uh, that's been pretty successful. We have a lot of a lot of fun there. Uh, we've been starting up some uh, Palace of the Dead statics. Which is also very cool, which yeah. means we can, we progress past level 100, and it gets really hard really quick in there. So uh, uh, bring your A game. Uh, yep. Besides that, besides those games there, um, uh, I've been uh, keeping my since the announcement of the Heroes uh, 2.0 system that's coming out. Was it one week or two weeks from now? Pretty soon. Yeah, it's, yeah, pretty soon. I've been up uh, doinking around if you there's to sort of fell off the wagon on that game a little bit, so. I'm just trying to get my feet wet back in, into that game, but I've but also been playing a lot of um, on my PlayStation, um, a lot of Rocket League, um, Paladins, and Disc Jam are three games that have been um, that I, has been interesting to me. Rocket League, um, I, they just started a new season. Uh, you know, I play competitive on there, and um, I got carried nine out of my ten games, so I got put up onto a pretty a much higher tier than I should that that I should ever even sniff, and I was getting my my you know what handed to me time after time again just because they put me at such a higher tier than where I should should have been. It's always weird when they hand you your own arms. That's very strange. Yes, yeah, it's um very odd very odd place to be where I where I where I log in knowing I have no chance of winning. <laughs> Just something to live up to. Yep. Alrighty. Well, um, I guess with that, uh, we'll uh, start digging into Final Fantasy XIV. But first, let's cover this week's news. AIE News. Are you having trouble keeping track of what AIE is doing in all the games we play? Well, glance over at the guild calendar and take a look at all the activities. That will be. Uh, it looks pretty full. Yeah, very full. Link is in the show notes. Uh, check it out. Guild calendar. And on to more fun news in AIE. Uh, Galadian posted the forums to let everyone know about a new MMO in development called Ashes of Creation. It's a player-driven content MMO with the content unlocked by player activities around hidden nodes in the game. Uh, a six, uh, more than six-minute video of the basic concepts is also in the forum post. Uh, let us know what you think in the forum post below. Read the forums. Yeah, I, w- I watched the video, and it looks like an interesting concept. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they pulled it off. It's very similar to what um, the folks that did the um, I can't think of the name. The, the people that were using the open D20 rules for a lot of their content uh, were trying to do um, with the 
organic content. Basically, like you don't know what monsters are in the area until you, you know, some traveling caravan shows up at the hub and then you start bringing them supplies and stuff. And when the hub goes from a campsite into a township, then new monsters and new threats appear and you have to deal with those. But it also opens up like mining nodes and other things as you, and then you basically grow the city from there. Um, and they're going to have more videos on how they're going to do the player run government and that sort of stuff. But it looks like a really interesting concept for an MMO. Very cool. And speaking of MMOs, let's talk World of Warcraft, which we touched on briefly. Uh, follow up from our last podcast, Newbray did invade Trials of Valor and they were able to knock down two bosses in trial. So way to go, New Braid. Good Congrats, job. guys. Impressive. Yeah. Most impressive. Um, also, patch 7.2 has been out for a bit now, and players have unlocked two of the three towers and experienced what was offered by each. Uh, most feedback seen <laughs> seems to indicate the solo scenario for your class weapons was very difficult, and higher level gear is going to be needed for most folks to complete the scenario. Um, also, the extra loot chest that came from the random buff did provide extra loot, but I think po folks were looking for a bit more loot from it um, other than just resources and things like that. I didn't even bother with that. I knew by looking at it, even with my heroically geared tunes, like, yeah, I don't have the time and, and frustration you know, level to even try that right now. I'm going to wait until a little later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good idea. All right, and the Nether Disruptor Tower was completed and brought with it a world boss that has a chance to drop loot. That's the where I got the item level 900 Blood Relic for my tanking weapon, um, as well as an item that gives you artifact power. With level 27 artifact knowledge, which is what I had, that item alone gives you 1.2 million AP, which is a ton of AP, except by the time you get it, you're into items that are requiring... 13, 17, 22 million uh, AP to advance. So it's still it's still a nice chunk and it's good to get. So it's worth doing the, uh, the world bosses when they're up. Um, you also get a buff that uh, if you spend a bonus roll token and you don't get bonus loot, there's a chance the token will be refunded to you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's nice. Um, also, more unstable nether portals are created when the tower is up and there's a chance to get Artifactor Commendations, which are used in crafting legendaries by the four armor class professions, tailoring, leatherworking, and blacksmithing. Sorry, three armor class professions. Uh, I forgot leatherworking counts as... as double both, duty. Uh, yeah, it does double duty, okay. so... Deal. Um, also, Legion Invasions are active, but the requirement to complete all four, as we discussed earlier, has been removed from Pathfinder Part 2 to unlock flying in Legion. The requirements now are Pathfinder Part 1, explore all of Broken Shore, and getting to revered reputation with armies of Legion Fall. Um, for those of you that got everything except Broken Wood, Broken Wood is the little island off to the northwest of Broken Shore that unless there's a quest active, you really don't go there. Even in, during the opening, when it leads you through the broken shore and says, go get the three fly points and go up to the dungeon and do this. Um, it's one off to the side that you have to actively go find. So um, just a hint on that. And getting reputation with Legion fall is achieved through work orders in your class hall, competing, completing the world quests that are up in broken shore <laughs> and turning in building supplies for towers from said world quests. Legion invasions do not give Legion fall reputation, but they do help 
with the reputation for the zone that they are in. Makes sense. All right. In SOTOR news, uh, last week, AIE SEMA, Max LeGray, and Astromech EPC-187 talked about the second set of Uprising that was added to the game in Update 5.1. Hats off to AIE SEMA, who was a trooper and did a podcast with a wicked cold. Bravo, SEMA. And this week, AIE SEMA, Max LeGray, and Astromech 188 talk about the new Tithe Preview videos that the community was able to release, and we also... I also brainstorm on some of the questions attendees might be able to ask at the Cantina event in Orlando next weekend. I can't wait for all the news coming out of there. All right. And in uh, SOTOR news, the war for battle reignites. A good write-up about the upcoming patch storylines and information about the conflict on ICAF is on the SOTOR main site. As an outlander, you'll have to decide if you want to side with the Republic and its new commander, Jace Malcolm, or the Empire and the new leader, Empress Asina. Of defining notes is the returning companions, Quinn and Alara. They will side with you depending on if you side with the Empire or the Republic. Sith warriors have another way to get Quinn back. There are still choices you can make that determines whether you get them or not. These companions are tied to story and not dailies and reputation. Also, as a reminder, you'll need to be level 70 to access patch 5.2 content, which means you must have been a subscriber in the past, but do not need to be a current subscriber. And I will tell you this, that decision of whether you side with the Republic or Empire on IOCAF is, at least for me and my characters, is going to be a very tough one because... Even my Republic characters, uh, the Trooper especially, just his whole storyline is betrayal, rebuild, betrayal, bad command decision, bad leadership. Just, you know, not that the Empire was any better, but it's almost like, do I really side with them? Because during the Alliance piece of it, when you built your Alliance, the Republic withdrew. And, and isolated themselves, whereas the Empire and Empress Asina actually came and helped you and actively helped you in the situation. So it's going to be interesting to see how that story choice is presented in-game along with the companions. Cool. Indeed. All righty. Now to Guild Wars 2 news. Good news, everyone. Oh, wait, wrong game. Uh, the Guild Hall is at the um, actual Unlock event stage. Um, it's uh, a drawn-out series of fights that clear out the Guild Hall and take over the Guild. Uh, we need uh, level 80s with the, um, the HOT expansion. Uh, is it Heart of Thorns? Heart of Thorns, yes. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, access to gliding is very, very helpful. Uh, for updates, please check in with the forum thread. Um, it's in the show notes. Uh, as well as the uh, uh, Guild Wars 2 channel in um, AIE Discord. Uh, remember uh, that this is going to be the Roger Ralph White Memorial uh, Guild Hall, so please help if you are able. Um, uh, and also, uh, we know you like fun, and in fact, it's mandatory you have fun, which is why the AIE Guild and Guild Wars 2 has instituted uh, mandatory fun nights on Monday evenings. Uh, for more information, check the forum thread. It's in the show notes, as well as the Guild ta- calendar we mentioned earlier. 
All right. And in the secret world, we talked about that last time. We got a bit more news, including a producer letter from the secret world producers. Um, I'm going to read a little bit from it, just some of the interesting points that they brought up. Um, They said, today we're writing to announce that the secret world will be relaunching this spring as Secret World Legend, a shared world action RPG featuring over 100 hours of story-driven quests, revamped gameplay, and progression systems that will be completely free to play. Uh, Given the sweeping extent of the changes being implemented, Secret World Legends will reset story progression for anyone who joins, offering a fresh start for all players. So if you're worried you missed out on something or you didn't know where you were in the storyline, this is kind of a reset to start you over. Um, However, if you're worried that losing your progression in Secret World, don't worry. Secret World Legends will exist on a different server than the Secret World, meaning you'll still be able to play your old character on the Secret World server. They've also made some major improvements into the game and server, so Secret World Legends will have its own clients. You can have both Legends and Secret World installed on the same computer and play either game at any time. If you're intrigued by Secret World Legends but don't want to leave behind the things you've worked hard to attain in the Secret World, worry not. A free transfer process will allow you to move vanity items like mounts, pets, vehicles, and other customizations that have been purchased through the item store from the Secret World to your character in the Secret World Legends. It is also, uh, they just announced closed beta, and there is a sign-up on the main page of Secret World Legends, and I, for one, cannot wait to see what they're going to come out with, because I love that game, but I could not maintain a second, third subscription, so that sounds like it's going to be a fun... That that is the buzz I hear. All right. (laughs) Pardon the pun, guys. All right. And we have Captain Civil Star Trek online news summary for the week ending in 4-9-2017. A new featured episode, Survivor, was released August, wow, April 3rd. Loyalist, traitor, daughter, hero, villain, warlord, empress, yes. Sala of Romulus fame returns. Is it for good or is it for evil? Only players of this episode shall know the secret of her return. New rewards for completion on this episode shall be added every week for the next three weeks and new backstory has been posted to the star trek online website entitled ripples this features a new mission survivor the crew of the time ship uss uh uh picks up time ripples that lead to the survivor the surprising events that follow are totally unexpected and as always of course no spoilers and hey, first contact day just happened. On April 5th, 2063, the legendary scientist Zephyrin Cochran flew his experimental warship into the, become the first man to achieve faster than light travel. This accomplishment was detected by a passing Vulcan explorer vessel, initiating man's first, mankind's first contact with advanced extraterrestrials. Free computer desktop wallpaper of the historic event are now available on the STO website. This day is also celebrated. Um, with a special event where players help Dr. Cochran select parts to build the first warp drive spaceship. In addition, a first contact sci-fi short story writing contest was introduced, which ends on April 14th. So get your pens and keyboards going. Both event prizes are listed on the Star Trek. Both events prizes are listed on the Star Trek online website. This weekend is the annual shuttle weekend event. Players fire their favorite shuttlecraft to assist Romulan colony fend- to, uh, to assist a Romulan colony fend off a giant walking tanks and airborne attacks. Rewards are also posted on the website, which probably go there. And don't forget, AIE's fleet base 
Starship Base is always seeking contributions of material and personnel. Once again, check out the news, backstories, patch notes, forums, commentary, and other goodies on the Star Trek Online website, StarTrekOnline.com. Thank you, as always, Captain Sybil, for the STO updates. Alrighty, and with that, let's get back to Abo and find out what's been going on in Final Fantasy XIV and beyond. Um, hey guys, uh, thanks for having me on once again. Um, as of, ain't a problem. As of today, which is April 9th, twenty seventeen, we are now sixty-seven days until the Stormblood Early Access is available to us. Stormblood is the next expansion coming out for Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, that's June sixteenth. If you're listening to the podcast downloaded version. Um, not synchronously. Uh, June sixteenth for um, early access and twenty June twentieth for general availability. So even if you're just someone who says ah, I just want to check the game out, uh, uh, the expansion will hit for you guys on the twentieth. But if you pre pre-order the game, um, you get to play on the sixteenth. You know, same stuff that everybody else does. <laughs> awesome. All right, um, but let's say you have not purchased the game yet. You have not tried the game out yet or anything else like that. But you're a charitable a charitable person. Um, it is now available on the the humble bundle, uh, which and this time around it was, it's going to benefit Child's Play, which is the um, perfect. Uh, was, uh, the, uh, was it uh, Penny Arcade? Is that right? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Those those guys. That's their charity. Um, I've actually have seen their work done uh, at, uh, for hospitals out there. Um, my my local hospitals um, do um, participate in their things. They actually provide um, uh, DVDs and video games and other you know nerd things that we do um, to kids in the hospital who have, you know, who are there for the long haul or even, or even just like for an overnight stay, you know, you know, get, get a chance to play some Minecraft with them, you know, and, and they help purchase all the, the stuff needed, like all the cards, all the video games and everything else. So that those, those kids do have something to do. So, so child's play by itself is an awesome charity. Um, and the fact that if you go to buy a game, um, you want to benefit them. Cool. So, in addition to being a, ch- a charitable game, the game is on sale right now at the Hundle Bundle. You can get the base game, you know, which is a Realm Reborn. You can get started for 10 bucks. You can get the expansion for 10 bucks, Or you can buy both of them at the same time for the price of $19.79, giving you a savings of $0.18. Cents. Well, you're going to spend 18 cents. I mean, honestly, 18 cents. 18 cents. Now, there's a what can you do with 18 cents? Well, there's a lot of websites out there that can tell you what you can do with a penny on Amazon. So, uh, I would recommend looking them up. So, 18 cents back in your pocket for buying both at the same time. Penny trading. Yes. Um, 18 one cent candies. There you go. Mm hmm. Uh, but let's say you don't want to give up any money because you say, eh, I don't know yet. Well, there is a trial. I like most games. However, they made some changes to the trials as of, as of the last patch that came out. Um, same day that every other game patched. <laughs> but when a, right. when, when WoW, WoW patch, I think it was a Guild Wars patch, there's also a Final Fantasy patch. <laughs> All on the same day. Of course. Yep, why not? That works. Why not? Um, but with that patch, um, they. Um, removed any sort of time limits on their um, demo. And they also upped the 
level limit that you can get on there as well. But previously, you could only go up to level 25. Well, now it's 35, and that's significant because um, um, in this, you know, more, more story content, blah, 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 blah. The big thing is, though, at level 30, you are eligible, assuming you, you, you hit all the other requirements, to get your go from a class to a job, which is almost like a more advanced version of the class. All right, you get all you know all the proper skills of the kit and, and some other odds and ends there, so you can get a re- get a really good feel on how the character really plays towards you know as you play through the game. I mean, yeah, the get you know game does change at max level. You know, there is always that caveat out there, but there is a lot more um, actual feel to how the class plays once you get the job. And now with the demo, you can actually experience that. And with no time limits on there, uh, that's even better. So you can take your time and or possibly do many of the classes, not just one or two. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, the the trials does you, you know it is a new account, um, so uh, I can't just go on and say I only want to play this as a free to play game. No, I, I don't have to essentially start over. And there are some other limitations on there. That seems um, fair. But you can new accounts, um, and that that account is available on your PC version, and your uh, and the play and the PlayStation version, Mac version, or Steam version. Okay. Very cool. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, one thing to point out uh, with the game, with the licensing, uh, the way the license is written for this game is a little, little funky here. Just because you have it for, for PC, I mean, you have to if you want to play it on. Your, P- your PlayStation 4, that is another license of the game. You can cover it under the same sub, but you have to have the license for that. Uh, furthermore, right, which means buying the game. Yeah. It, it is buying the game again. It's, you know, it is, it's just how the license is written. Um, one other big caveat out there for PC players is the Steam version is a different license than the PC version. And that's, very, yep. that's a very important point there. So if you purchase the original uh-huh. game on Steam, you buy your expansions on Steam. And that's it. If you bought the PC version, like a, a box version or a digital download uh, from someplace else, you continue to buy it from other places. But don't buy the Steam expansion thinking that you can apply it to your PC version. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, Steam is basically treating itself like a console now. It's it's no longer PC. It's now Steam. So that's, that's why they kind of changed uh, it. So yeah, PC, now. Steam, PS4, Xbox, they're all consoles now. But that means if you buy it for PC, sorry, if you buy it on Steam for the PC and you wanted to play it on a Mac, you wouldn't have the license to do that. You'd have to buy it on no, Steam no, for the Mac, no, it, or does it carry over? It carries over unless unless the um like the actual company says otherwise. The license you buy something for, you know, you buy a game, you, you can play it on because I can play. I have a Mac and I have a PC, and I can play the same games if they have a Mac version on the Mac, and it doesn't charge me okay. extra. Good. All so, right. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, Steam is yeah. considered a console now. That's the thing. Is like you know, with especially with the the Steam Shield or whatever it is, to actually like um, have TV right. mode and has the console. They 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 really want to consider themselves a separate console now. It just happens to run on PC or Mac. So so Hordling, then if she had a game on Steam, she could play it on the laptop or her Mac. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Nice. If, if, nice. if there was a Mac version. Right. All right. Now, with all that said. Let's say I do have Steam installed on my PC, which most of us normally do, and I have another machine hooked up to my TV, and I do the in-house streaming. I can do um, Steam in-house streaming for, on a non-Steam game. So let's say I want to stream it to my TV, my big screen TV that I have. I'm able to do that through Steam in-home streaming. It does work. It works beautifully, actually. Um, as long as I 
Nice. As long as I stay wired on both sides. Yeah. If I go wireless, wireless, what, someone in my in my within five miles turns on a microwave or makes a cell phone call, and my connection drops. Right. Right. <laughs> gotcha. So if I, yeah. if I stay wired, I'm fine. Um, power line and uh, wire. Without 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 this turning into the AIE networking show, um, right? Um, power line. Adapters, we got people to do it. Yes, we do. Uh, but power line adapters is a viable alternative to wireless in that scenario. Yeah, just don't ask me to punch down the cables in the Ethernet because I'm color deficient, and yeah, that won't end well. No, that's that's why you have me, because that's the extent of my technical ability is helping you with that. Yeah, that's green. That's red. It's blue. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Bye. It's happened. No, it's happened. The brown, the brown, and the brown white ones throw me off. Yeah, is that is it that brown with white stripe or is that white with a brown stripe? Or wait, yeah, the, exactly. the one. It all throws him off. It's a good time. Yeah, just, just spend ten grand. Just get a fluke. You <laughs> best not. <laughs> yeah, because who has ten grand no, I, lying around? Right. No, I don't want ten grand, but I do want a, uh, a Ethernet tester eventually. Yes. <laughs> okay. So okay, moving on from there. So. Um, if you are thinking of starting up the game, come hop into the Final Fantasy Discord and and say hello and say, "Hey, um, I'd like to give this game a try." Um, we in the free company could toss you a friend code. Uh, the friend code will give you bonuses. Will give you the recipient bonuses. Um, so it'll give you some uh, teleportation tickets, so you don't have to spend money to to zip around the world. Uh, you'll get so many um. Uh, silver feathers, which allow you to get uh, gear Gold sets every so feathers, often. Yeah, the silver uh, is for the is for the receive. Yeah, 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 for the receive the uh, uh, um, the receive the descendee. Uh, well, I guess the golden ones. Yep. Uh, you look at gear and some other stuff there. Um, so you receive benefits as a as a as a new player, and the sender receives benefits. So everybody wins. Yep. Uh, there is also, let's say you, you have played the game for, I mean, Refer Friends is nothing new. Um, many games do that. But this game also has um, Refer a Friend back to play the game. So let's say they have played it sometime, and then life gone away, or decided to play other games, or what have you. You can, you know, someone can refer you back into the game for a new set of rewards, including seven days of free a free game time, just straight up. Let's say you. So someone can refer you oh, nice. back to play the game again, and you'll get a free seven days out of it. And some other, and if you subscribe back up, then you'll get some more rewards as well, including some feathers. And the sending person gets also gets feathers, so they can get the awesome Twitani amount, which is yep. awesome. Yeah, yeah. The the basically the big difference between the feathers, the gold feathers gives you more stuff for visual stuff, mounts, and and you know visual gear. Whereas the silver fil- uh, feathers are more for buying like leveling gear, so that the new player can help catch up. So it's kind of a very useful process either way. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Um, also, for the PlayStation players out there, if you have a PlayStation Plus, you received a system update recently. The system update included um, one key feature in my mind. Uh, for for the for this conversation at least, um, it's something called boost mode. So the PlayStation Four Pro is a upgraded place PlayStation Four. Um, has a lot more gusto behind it. Essentially, you know, supports 4K gaming. Has you know some some faster CPU speeds and, uh, and video card speeds and all that good stuff. Uh, but the game had previously to this patch, the game had to be able to support the PlayStation Four hardware in in order to. Um, 
be able to use all the additional capabilities, all the additional hardware capabilities of, of the console. Um, but with the last patch, uh, PlayStation um, patch that came out, or firmware, or whatever, whatever you call it, it um, allows you to go into boost mode, which pretty much taps the unlocked potential of the PlayStation to provide additional frame rates or reduce loading times of the game. Oh, okay. Wow. So the changes that the the changes to that you turn on boost mode, some games will perform better. Some games may not see much of a change. Some games may get buggy, depending on how it's written. Yeah. The Final Fantasy XIV is one of the ones that plays better, significantly better. Um, high detail, sixty frames a second in nearly all circumstance type better. Wow. Um, for four hundred dollars for the PlayStation. Um, it is very difficult at this day in, in the way technology is priced right now to get a computer for $400 that can match the performance that this game has Yeah, I, on the I PlayStation. Um, there's a lot of comparison videos out there. Um, if you're looking for some or just or something like that, you know, just gives a holler on there. It's makes it strongly made me consider upgrading a, my PlayStation 4 to a PlayStation 4 Pro and not upgrade my video card, which I definitely need to do. It's that much of a difference. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, and, and I don't know if we've discussed it on here, but one of the reasons why that is is Square Enix and, and PlayStation tend to have a pretty close relationship. And if you, you've never played, like, you know, a native Sony game on a PS4 and notice how just, you know, dramatically better looking the game is compared to a game that has to be made for the PS4 and the Xbox, you can tell the difference. I mean, it's a huge difference. And, you know, I, my, my feeling is that uh, they just worked really closely with, with uh, Sony and they actually gave them kind of the keys to the extra boost mode stuff that they don't always give to everyone because, oh, you're also an Xbox. Well, you know, Square's cut was kind of was an exclusive PlayStation thing for a while. So, you know, I, I can see them giving them special, special extra stuff. So it, it doesn't surprise me at all that the boost mode works so well. Right, and there is uh, there has been confirmation that we, uh, when Stormblood hits, we will have an official boost mode as well. Um, nice. We'll just need to we're just not there yet, so we'll get additional additional benefits once that hits. And um, and just one quick reminder: um, when Stormblood does hit, regardless if you upgrade to Stormblood or not, if you're on a PlayStation Three playing the game, um, first off, God help you. Um, <laughs> secondly. Um, the game will cease to stop working and cease to connect to the servers come Stormblood. Yep. So on June 20th, well, June 19th would be the last day you could play with the PlayStation 3 client. Moving to a PlayStation 3 to a PlayStation 4 client is a free upgrade once you buy the PlayStation 4. Gotcha. You gotta, you gotta, they, won't give you, they won't give you a free console. Right. They'll, they'll well, upgrade your software. Yeah. Free. Right, exactly. So if you bought the license for the PS3 and now you have a PS4, it'll play fine on there. Yeah, right. They'll, yeah, they'll convert. They'll do a one-way conversion. Yeah, it's it's very akin to how um, recently um, WoW said they were dropping support for the XP for Windows XP. So they're just you know trying to get rid of that old stuff so they can you know not have to do lowest common denominator stuff for that older stuff. Exactly. They're moving the target on the lowest common denominator. Yep. Right. Yeah. Stormblood will have new. System requirements a little bit, a little bit higher than what than what originally came out. You know, nothing too drastic. Um, but they are also they are asking everyone to go to a 64-bit OS, which means you got your computer within the last couple of years. Yeah, 64-bit um, OSs have been around for a while. 
Now they but they want us. Um, my feeling is the expansion after that. They're probably going to say you got to have 64-bit OS, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's going to be uh, what, what 2019, maybe 2020 when that comes out. Yeah, it's... yeah. People should have migrated off Windows Vista and Seven by then to at least ten or something like that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Then there also there was also a discussion from the director of of Final Fantasy XIV, Yoshipi. And there was a discussion on, on a topic called boost potions. Now, in Final Fantasy terms, a boost potion, and this is actually live out in the Korea version of the game to the China version of the game. But it's not live in the uh, North America, Japan, or European version of the game. So this is a, a lot of this is just discussion, but something that is we're expecting to see sometime over the course of Stormblood. And this may be something for the general gaming world, not just limited Final Fantasy here, since a lot of games will sort of do something similar. So in Final Fantasy terms, they have boost potions um, in two flavors. A leveling boost potion and a story boost potion. Now what this what it does is it will jump your character up from level 1 to level let's say 60, and let's say the level cap is 70 for the current expansion. So it brings you current <clears throat> up so you can start playing the new expansion immediately so you can start playing the game. Cool. The way Final Fantasy works, though, is that you have all your different characters. So if you want to max out all your characters, you need to buy that that jump potion, one for your warrior, one for your white mage, one for your black mage, one for your ninja, one for your everything. Okay. For your, and this is for the the class because you can have a single yep. character that can do all this, but it's the class on that character that you'd yes. have to boost. Yes. Yeah. Right. So if you wanted to be max level everything, you would have to buy this potion. Ah, uh, was it was it, um, uh, gonna be. 15? 15 classes? Right. Yeah, right? by, by Stormbot, yeah. I think, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and, you know, you'll, you'll think around, the price is still up for grabs. I mean, there's some <clears throat> there's some numbers floating around, like $15, $25. Who knows what it might be? Does it? <clears throat> so similar to um, the Wild Boost token or something like that. Yeah, right. just you know, it's a bit different. It's kind of a weird, bricky thing because for WoW, it's sixty bucks to get up to to you know the the current minimum level to to do the current expansion. Whereas you know with Final Fantasy, it's it's kind of the same, but not really because you you have to you kind of have to level multiple classes. You can't just level the one. So they're going to be a little cheaper than sixty. Obviously, sixty is a bit much for that. Right. right. Now, so was it the make your character? Super powerful, but you still have to go through the story content. So if you're someone who wants to play with play the, the current content now, but you don't you haven't brought that up, well then they also have a different type of jump potion, um, boost potion rather. Um, it's a story boost, which will essentially take all the flags on your character, so that it says, "Oh yeah, I've already saved the world 14 times. I have talked to this person here, and I am now ready to step into Stormblood for the first steps." Well, then you, that, that would be a different uh, potion you could purchase there. So you could, in theory, buy a leveling potion, and, and that's it. Have this one super awesome class, go through all the story content, you know, blast through all of it, through all the dungeons, through all the story stuff, and, and experience the story at your own pace without having to level anything up so you won't have any roadblocks. Um, or if you just want to start playing with your buddies now, you can buy a... a um, a leveling potion and a story potion, you know, essentially, you know, 
know, at, at, at a, you know, it might be like a combination deal if we buy the two together. Who, kn right. who knows? Um, we, we, we don't know that information yet, but that is something um, that you'll be able to play with your with your buddies immediately. So the question I want to have out there for discussion here, hearing what we have here, what do you guys think of having these jump potions in the game? Is that something you for? Um, there's always going to be the, that internet presence that say, I hate this because I had to do this myself. These people are noobs, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm so awesome type of rants. Well, there's always those, always but there is some validity to that as well, just maybe not in the whole internet rage speak. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely trolls talking, and I yeah. don't mean the, the race, because you got to think about it. You know, WoW does something very similar. Lots of different places do something very similar where you don't have to deal with that gateway to entrance. And if you're trying to convince your buddy to play with you, the last thing you want is for them to have to spend all that time to get to where you are. So I think it makes it for a very user-friendly experience as yeah. compared to, yes, okay, so somebody had to go, you know, walk uphill to, you know, both ways in the snow barefoot. But that doesn't have to be everyone's experience. And if you want to play with people, let that, let it be opened for those channels. Right. Yeah. And oh, go ahead, Mew. I was going to say are you going to, you're probably going to touch Star Wars, but uh, you know for for content for for or for context, um, WoW essentially does this already. If you buy the level 100 boost, it already you you're given a full fully done garrison, and like that essentially you you can go back and do all the quests if you want. But like your character is set up as if it had gone through everything already and can do whatever it wants, but is ready to just start with Legion. And Star Wars is probably even more unique in you know, that way, um, which uh, I'm assuming Ted's wanted to touch on. Yeah, because it puts you right now. The level boost puts you at the beginning of Knights of the <sighs> Knights of the Fallen Empire Throne, whichever one came first. Yeah. Sorry, um, yeah. coffee. The the one that it basically boosts you to sixty, and then you need to go through sixty to 65 and then at 65 you unlock the the next next part of it yeah. i have no problem with with it technically um sorry fallen empire Back, there you go, yes um but my my issue with it and, and again it's a catch-22 if you're targeting at the brand new player who's never played the game and wants to join their friends and they're willing to buy the the story boost and stuff that's great but i think then that person's also missing out on all the backstory in the previous content and may not enjoy the, the story content as much because they're not getting the full story. Like if I'd come into star Wars blind and just started at Knights of the fallen empire, but didn't know like the one to 60. So I didn't do my trooper storyline or I didn't do my Jedi storyline or the Sith storyline. Me personally, I would find that a huge detriment because I'd be yeah. missing all that that context. So, it, well, and you're also missing the huge bit about the fact, like you know, who are all these people coming back and saying, "Hey, do you miss me?" Right. Yeah, it, which you get with the character boost because they come back and and then you can always ask them, "Hey, do I remember you?" And they'll tell you mm -hmm. what this, you know, they'll tell you how you met them and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'd almost want to put. 
a limit, not a limit, but I'd almost want to put a prerequisite on there, kind of like they did with the Death Knights. Like, you can have a Death Knight once you've taken another character to, in WoW, once you've taken oh. another character to, I think it was level 60 at the time, because they started at 55. So once you've got a character to 60, then you could unlock the Death Knight as a new player and, and play that. So, and, um, uh, you know, the, the, the Demon Hunters are set that way now, too. You have yeah. to, you have to at least uh, per server. You have to have at least one character to level. I think a one hundred before they'll let you even start. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and and so uh, to me that kind of makes and and I know that's and that's I you know it's not somebody being able to roll a level one hundred and and start immediately without paying for the boost, but I, I think I. While I see the technical aspects of it, I think you're kind of missing out on something if you do it. Do I think it should be available? No, because there are the the number of reasons to do the boost. I think much outweigh, and don't diminish what the other people have done. If if people are complaining like solo molten core now on multiple characters, no one gets mad that. I can walk in and solo molten core because they had to raid with 40 people and do it. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of a similar thing. You got to experience all that leveling content and all that enjoyment of the game when it was live, having somebody boost to level cap and be able to start playing at that point doesn't in any way diminish sort of what you did or even diminish your, your enjoyment of that time or it shouldn't because that was you playing the game while they were doing something else. You got to enjoy all that content, you know, live. It's kind of see it like if somebody said, Oh, I can go in and get a, um, the black scarab Lord Mount and title now in, um, in wow with the opening of on garage, people completely losing their mind over it. But that's not what this is. This is just, I'm getting to current content so I can play with my friends. And I think it's fine. All right. I mean, that's. I mean, the way Final Fantasy is unique there is that um, you need to get to be able to do any sort of content. You could be level two bazillion, but if you haven't completed the story content, you can't get into that next expansion. Yeah. Right. 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 Which makes sense. Right. Yeah. And, and we had a really. Oh, sorry. I'll say back to the subject. Um, Max pointed out something really great. Um, they often will, like with Sotor, they'll recommend that players go back to starting level one story anyway. Oh. The great part of the game. Um, that that boosting option as well. But yeah, you know, if you're trying to enjoy the story part of it, it's awesome to have it. If you're there to meet up with your where your friends are at, then there is also that great option to do that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and I think I, I think my biggest concern, sorry, Mew, I, my biggest thing is these games are all about content. So you're having to voluntarily skip content to get to current, you know, and that, if that's what you need to do to play with your friends, that's fine. But go back and enjoy that content because, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm skipping it because it's bad. You know, if you skipped any of the 1 to 60 stuff on, on Star Wars, there's eight different classes. There's eight different storylines, 1 to 60, or 1 to 50, I forget. I think it's 1 to 50, for that, that 
are well worth enjoying. In fact, that's what I did when WoW didn't have content. I leveled up characters to see that content, to see that story. I didn't just say, oh, I want to stop playing the current content, so I'm just going to boost them. No, I leveled them all up. So, it all, I think it all depends on what type of player you are as well. Yeah, there is, however, a, a unique bit here. Um, the, the thing about the Final Fantasy story boost is that you have one character that can do multiple classes. In SWOTOR, when you're boosting one character, one class, you can go back and recreate that character and go through its class quest. You can go back and create a Sith warrior and then do its stuff. You, you can go back. That's the thing. Final Fantasy, when you boost your story, you're you're gone. That's All that stuff's gone on that character. The, the, you're, the, the way Final Fantasy XIV characters are set up is it's it's a whole ecosystem of classes. So it's kind of a little, it's almost like you're, you know, you have no way of going back because you're not going to find many people in Final Fantasy XIV that have multiple characters because of the way that they had the, the class system. So it's a little bit interesting of a, you know, a, a sort of something to think about. You kind of have to hesitate. Like, do you really want to bypass all that content? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, honestly, with the guides and everything out there, how long would it take a dedicated person to current just playing the storyline a fair clip but if they've gotten the level boost it'll be a whole lot easier assuming of course the level boost gives you gear too right exactly and uh, yeah so it's because does final fantasy do the the level scaling like guild wars 2 and star wars does yeah for certain things yeah for certain things right and you there is the option to do things unsynced now as well but then there's a your rewards for doing for doing that thing will be minimal uh, but if you were doing, going into queer a quest flag or a completed quest, yes, you could do that on save and completely uh, destroy. In most cases, you will destroy the boss. There's a couple yeah. times that you will do too much damage to, and you'll enrage a boss because you didn't do the thing before he hit 25% because you did too much damage. <laughs> that happens. Oh, like, like killing a, a Toonman, the horseman's, you know, killing the mount too fast in, when you're trying yes. to get the mount to drop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Except it says, oh, no, you failed because you didn't do this in time. I win. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ran, we ran to a couple of times doing um, um, pony runs in on the Final Fantasy Friday yeah. Fun Nights. <laughs> no, I, I think generically it's – I understand and I think it's it's fine. You know, you, you want the game, to though, to encourage – it would be interesting, like, if they did the level boost generically. I'm, I'm talking about where they did the level boost and said, hey, if you go back and – do the story flags then you get this at the end of it as opposed to the person that actually boosts it would miss that out so you know maybe there's some they could drive the incentive in final fantasy to say hey go ahead and level boost your character but if you play through all the content people that are played through it kvetching so maybe they get it automatically um you know you get this nice mount or you get this nice armor set or you get this nice transmog or something like that to encourage people to go through and play the story as opposed to boosting it all right well that's the uh that's that's our our boost potion discussion uh thank you thank you sir thank you good that was uh good good stuff there nice to got to talk about some things and how they apply to other games i think that's one of the awesome things that we can do in AI, we can do in AIE because we play so many games. Yes. All right. So other Stormblood related news here. Just going to try to bang these out real quick. Uh, there is a full trailer available for Stormblood. Um, the, the last, uh, the last of uh, final fantasy fun fests or fan fest, whatever it may be. They are fun, uh, but they're also for the fans. 
Uh, but the last one did, did uh, come and go. So we have a, the full Final Fantasy Stormblood trailer up now. It is very pretty. It is. There will be a link in the show notes. Um, or just come on down. I can get you the link. It's one of my saved links that I have on, on YouTube. Um, a quick recap here. New Continent. Um, fighting to the Empire. Hoorah. Um, new classes. You could be um, both DPS. You can be a Samurai or you can be a Red Mage, which is more like a... Um, a one-handed sword raper type dude with a little um, glowy, gl- um, floaty globe thing for magic stuff. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how they actually play in the game. Um, there will be a combat re- combat revamp, which means uh, a lot of the rotations and and I- ability squish that we may have seen in other games. Uh, that's going to be happening. Um, so uh, please look forward to that. Uh, I most certainly am because I my bars is like playing. Um, it's like playing a piano in a uh, in some um, classical um, concert right now, trying to do all my rotation. So I'm really looking forward to a item ability squish to simplify things. Um, we are in the middle of a holiday event, the Hatching Tide, which you're, the main reward there is, as I inferred at the beginning of the uh, podcast here, is a gigantic egg that floats around that can fly uh, through the uh, fl- um, flight-enabled zones. And it has a special ability to hatch open, and a little baby, a chick chocobo, comes flying out and scares people. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, very adorable. Yes. And uh, one last, one last note here to talk about here is um, because this is a Japanese game, um, Japan does things that Japan does. One of which is that they have a real life drama series based around people who play Final Fantasy XIV, namely a, a father and son reconnecting drama That's and the, the medium that got them two together is by playing Final Fantasy XIV. Well, that oh, series that series is going to be available on Netflix soon. Oh, very cool. At least in, in the Japan. US? And- Japan first. They're going to be starting Japan on April 20th. Um, mm-hmm. uh, probably won't get to the US until the fall. Uh, because it's just in Jap- you know, Japanese, no subtitles, anything like that. Um, but I imagine at some point they'll subtitle it. Who knows? Maybe they want to dub it because you know that's maybe that's why they're waiting till the fall. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of things like that. I mean, the game is pretty popular in Japan as well. I mean, there's mm-hmm. an actual Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, what is it? Cafe? Yes. The ERZ Cafe. Yeah. Yep. So it's a Final Fantasy theme restaurant, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, the... Go ahead. I got nothing. No, I heard Bacala wasn't to say something. No. Oh, no, I was just saying that that's, that's very cool that they have that. Oh, yeah. yeah, the... I, I was more going to comment on the... The, the name of the, of the the show doesn't translate very well. Um, for us, it's called Daddy of Light. Um, but it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, honestly, it, it probably would translate better to Father of Light, um, because for those that are familiar with Final Fantasy XIV, you are a warrior of light. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but you know, in in, in Japanese, they, they use the more informal version of Father. But for us, that's Daddy. For them, it doesn't. It's not doesn't have quite the same weird connotations that Daddy does. Um, but uh, you know, maybe they'll hammer that a little bit a little later. Yep. So we'll see how that turns out. See if, that's, if it actually translates well or if it's more of a localized thing. But we'll see. 
Yeah, it looks interesting because it's it's not just the father and son. Like it actually sounds like the entire family essentially uh, starts joining in and like becomes their raid team. You know, his 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 sister and grandparents and like, like everyone joins in and actually plays the game. That is very Japanese. All right. Yes. <laughs> so besides that, um, Final Fantasy Friday Fun Nights happens at nine PM Eastern time every Friday. Come join us. Um, new players, existing players, we all do things as a group and have a great time doing it. There may be some Palace of the Dead action going on, maybe some pony farming, maybe helping people get through their leveling roulettes or possibly even their, their uh, if they got a roadblock in their story stuff. We're more than happy to help you out or find something all, that all of us want to do. Um, we have done some old school um, rating as well to show people that story as well. Um, other than that, uh, there will be some other th- stuff to be announced later. Um, possibly some more leveling stuff, but um, uh, p- please feel free to um, say, hey, um, I'm new to the game, or hey, I want to run this thing. Um, and Especially if you're leveling, because a lot of us now have our mentorship, so we can give you experience points, experience point bonuses for running a dungeon or two with a mentor. So um, please give us a holler. We'd love to help you out. Um, we're very active on the Discord channel. Please jump in, say hello. Give us screenshots. Yeah, you are to say you're active on the uh, the channel is an understatement. You, I, I swear, every time I look over at the AIE thing and I look at the Final Fantasy channel, there's like 75 new messages. I'm like, <laughs> what are you people Very talking strange. about? But yeah, well, that that, that, that is, is between you and Star Wars, so it's great. That's one of our main um, company chats. I mean, when I'm at work or something like that, and I have some downtime, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come in and chime in and see what's going on. Uh, maybe speak, we want to set up some groups for that evening. You know, that's what's going on there. Uh, lots of screenshots. And sometimes we're doing a, a treasure map night, and we we want to collectively help people out. Say, hey, where is this map here? We take a picture of the map and we post it into the Discord. And then we can all we can all look at it. I mean, I keep it up at all times when I'm playing the game. And we also use that for our voice chat. You know, it's, you know, it's it's our replacement for. Uh, Ventrilo or TeamSpeak or what have you, and it works. You know, yes, we can easily spin up our own Discord server, but that way people can just jump in, you know, right. ad hoc and say, "Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, welcome in." It's like you know, like an open, common area that we can all congregate in, and it's, I think it's a really awesome idea. So basically, when you walk in the room, it's norm, norm, exactly. <laughs> Except everyone's our, everyone is our norm. Everyone's norm. Got it. Where everyone, everyone norm. norms your name. Got it. All right. Everyone, that's right. Did you just show title us? <laughs> Maybe. Final Fantasy fourteen, where everyone norms your name. <laughs> Maybe. Every, everyone norms your boost. But well, I, I'll let the community to give us names. I I yes. won't. That, 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 that's the listener's job, not us. Yes, it is. All right. Okay. Uh, and with that, uh, that's our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank Abuvan for joining us. Uh, where can everyone find you? Um, everywhere. I can be found at a lot of different places. Um, I can be found at Abuvan on the, the on the Twitters. I can be found um, as Abuvan on the AIE Discord. Um, in game, I'm Abuvan. Uh, Reddit, Abuvan. Uh, let's see. I do have a uh, I do have Applevan at iCloud.com, but uh, you know I really don't check that email address. <laughs> <laughs> Send spam there. No, nah, I don't care. I, I don't look at it. Let <laughs> Apple handle it. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, 
really any you know anywhere you know anywhere I'm reachable. You know, if you want to have any questions on the game or just have, like or need help in the game, you know, I'm more than happy to help out. It's just you know, just give me a holler, online or not, I will at least give you a response. Yay! And it may it may involve his uh, you know twins babbling in the background, but he will give you a response. Yes. So right. that's my favorite response when it comes to those kiddos because they're beautiful girls. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There was some pre-show prep that we you know we show, show off the girls on the camera, so we, <laughs> they're they are not camera shot. Oh, I'll tell you what. No. Exactly. Yeah. Auntie All Heather right. was like, no, 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 no. I need to see some babies. Exactly. All right. If you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. And I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website at the AIE-guild.org, podcast-live-stream, and our Discord server for chat is bit.ly slash AIE podcast discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at keys with soul or visit his website keys with soul.com. All right. And now it's time to play all the great AIE members segments we received this week, including overly dramatic news by hunts the wind. And I'll tell you this because uh, the podcast email Yay. rejected my uh, email saying it was spam. Just Whoa. send it to me. Yeah, just send it to my other email and I'll get it. All right. All right. Uh, next time we'll be talking with the fine guildies at Sotor. So until then, AIE, this is MuCal. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Gentlemen, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, direct your attention to Unexpected labor issues pose problem for Legion invasions. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. After months of wondering where the armies of the Legion had gotten to, the Alliance and Horde forces in the Broken Shores awoke earlier this week to find the skies filled with invasion ships and the ground full of demons. But oddly, six hours later, they all vanished, not to reappear till the following day. This part-time battle concept stands in stark contrast to last summer, when the Legion was able to mount attacks simultaneously on multiple fronts across all of Azeroth. Curious as to this change in strategy, ODN fired up its best scrying devices to see what it could learn. And boy, did we find something big. It turns out that the demons, imps, and other fell employees of the Legion have unionized, and their current contract states that Kil'jaeden can only make them work one invasion a day. Furthermore, it appears that the minions' lust for battle is very fickle, so sometimes the day's invasion happens when the vast majority of Azeroth's heroes are away at their day jobs, schools, etc. If you miss that six-hour window, too bad for you. I personally attempted to ask a Legion spokesimp if this strategy of off-hour attacks made any sense at all. The imp simply berated me as too stupid to understand his master's plans, tried to sprinkle me with barbecue sauce, and closed by screeching that any further questions should be directed to the Legion Department of... Infernal Affairs. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Greetings, gamers. This is MewCal, your guide in treating a common gamer condition called Alditis. Are your alts artifact power feeling a bit on the low side? Let's try giving it a boost. 
For those that have been focusing on a main character this expansion, your artifact power is probably pretty high due to artifact knowledge gains. It's that fun multiplier that makes the artifact power you find in the game go much further than before. On your new alt, however, we're back down to what seems like grains of sand trying to fill a whole beach. Your main character could share at least a bit of that artifact knowledge they've learned, though. If you check the merchant section of your artifact researcher, you can purchase a catch-up book that is at most 5 levels below your main character's artifact knowledge level. Once you use this catch-up book, your alts only need to earn the last few levels on their own, and they will be at equal footing. Before you know it, all members of your max level alt army will feel just as powerful as your main and ready to take on the new content. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss a topic further, find us on Twitter at altitis.net, and show notes can be found on our website, altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your Altitis. Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.